PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is season five. Come along with us on a first date and see who can survive a flock of geese. Wait, what? We'll listen to new music together, watch bad movies, and maybe even write a fanfic. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Do you ever wonder what happened to your favorite internet stars? That one person who ruled your childhood just to drop off the internet with no trace? Yeah, us too. Welcome to the Titans of the 2010s, the podcast where we do a deep dive into the ghosts of the internet's past. This week, we will be discussing two internet personalities that thrived on platforms like Vine and YouTube, Leah Maria Johnson and Lohanthony. I'm Lauren, your host. I'm Ava. I'm Ian. And I'm Alex. You might remember Leah Maria Johnson from her own YouTube channel where she uploaded singing videos, skits, or more probably the Fine Brothers React channel where she was a part of their series Kids React, Teens React, and YouTubers React. The Fine Brothers' first viral hit was the first episode of Kids React uploaded in 2010. The video starred a 13-year-old Leah Maria Johnson and eight other kids reacting to viral videos like Double Rainbow. It's a double rainbow all the way. Whoa, that's so intense. Whoa! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, t- oh my god! Whoa! Oh! Wow! Leah was instantly loved by the audience and was one of the three kids that got their own solos extra video. Uh, yeah. He might be a little bit of a creeper. But, yeah. What is a creeper? A creeper. Creeper. <laughs> is yeah. there any more description to what makes a creeper? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Were you guys watching the Kids React series when I it was coming out? I always watched them. And the teens one. I feel like I geared more towards the teens one because I thought they were, like, so cool. We were younger. Like, to me, the kids seemed old, too. Like, she, I think she was, what, 13? Yeah. But I feel like, to me, like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God. I know she was 13, but I was, like, 8 when it came out. And so I was like, wow, a cool 13-year-old. Right. <laughs> I was never really that big into watching YouTube around that time, so I didn't really see anything about that. First I even heard about the Fine Brothers was when they tried to, you know, do everything else they later did that made them into a uh, dumpster fire of a channel. (laughs) Okay, getting into that. The Fine Brothers found themselves in controversy in January of 2016 when they filed a U.S. trademark application for the React format of YouTube videos. This included anyone who had used the word React in their titles, graphics, and on the website who basically reacted to anything. This would make the, the Fine Brothers able to take down anyone who used the popular video format. This obviously seemed ridiculous to anyone with internet access, seemed outrageous to copyright the format of reacting as it did become just so popular in the mid-2010s. I was gonna say, like, I don't understand what the point of doing that was. Like, how you can't just trademark a word if you're like, you know, Kanye West, I guess, but... The Fine Bros were trying to uh, basically make money by saying, well, you can make React videos using our images and everything, but you've got to put it on our 
community channel or whatever, community react channel, so they would essentially have control over everything. Yeah, they wanted to be able to control the people that made that type of content um, and be able to make money off of it. I do have a clip from their apology, which was very hostile. They were very accusatory. We'll see. You can join and get all these assets and support, or you can make your own reaction videos completely without us. It's up to you. Okay, so another question is, have you applied for any trademarks? Yes, we have trademarks just like other companies that use trademarks to protect their properties. So for example, we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash react. So we're trying to protect it and not run the risk of losing our channel name thanks to someone else getting the trademark. But just because we have or might get trademarks doesn't mean we're going to run around and start taking down videos. And the last thing we're gonna talk about is if there has ever been a situation where we had to take down someone's video. Yes, and look, when you create series and products, sometimes there is specific situations where your content is being infringed. Like if someone freeboots a video on Facebook, or in very rare cases, if someone produces a beat-by-beat version of your exact series, which has happened to us. I, that is hostile. Right? The, the tone of it is very much... We're right. We're right. Everyone is against us. I, I just want to know, like, like, who proposed this idea? Like, and to trademark? Thought, yeah, and thought it was so like unique like nobody else in the world has ever done this i do love that in their own apology they like contradict themselves back to back (laughs) we're not gonna go around taking down things have we ever taken down things yes we sure have (laughs) that happens in this industry (laughs) they seem to think that they're pioneers anyone can make a react video that like i don't i don't get it like they think that yeah, they have all these subscribers, but so what? If people want to make their own content, then do it. But the fact that they're acting so, like, pretentious about it and be like, oh, you know, like, we started first, okay? So you were one of the popular channels, but... And the fact that they thought that they can just take this concept and just limit it to themselves, and it's like, if you, you know, you can make React videos, but, you know, we'll, you know, we'll have your back. It's so stupid, like... Just yeah. do your own videos. I think the reason why it got, it was their first viral hit in 2010 when like the platform was still new, was because I think it was something people were familiar with and wanted to see. You know, it's not like some abstract concept. It's like, oh, let's see how people react to something. That should be funny. And so it's a very like familiar zone because it's what we all do when we That's watch true. a video. It grabs your attention too. Yeah. The interesting part of a React channel is not the fact that they are reacting to something, it's what the reactions are. You know, yeah, funny that's commentary true. and whatnot. Yeah. And if you have like the same people over and over again, you begin to like become familiar with their personalities and mm-hmm. the patterns and you want to see how this person will react. That's probably what happened yeah. with Leah. Yeah. Predictably, this did not go well. As a result of the backlash, the brothers lost 675,000 subscribers and they rescinded their trademark eventually. But unfortunately, the damage has already been done and I don't really see too much of them popping up anymore. No. They're very much a, a 2010 spectacle. Mm, when you look at their subscriber count, ca- not even their subscriber count, you look at their how many views they've gotten for videos now and... It's like, yeah, all right, 200,000 views seems like a lot, but on YouTube land, it's not. (laughs) That's not a lot of views. Especially for a channel with, what is it, 10, 20 million subscribers now? Yeah. I want to say, so that's, you know, one, we'll just assume it's roughly one in a hundred of their subscribers actually watches their videos, so that's shameful. 
Right. I guess would be the right term. Right. It's hard to just it's hard to continue watching a channel after you know like the the creators behind it are like terrible people. We can make fun of them for the the whole trying to trademark reacting. But in June of 2020, the Fine Brothers found themselves in another controversy when many former employees spoke out about their experiences working at the company. In January 2021, Insider published a report which contained allegations that the company cultivated casual racism. One employee claimed that she was told at times that having a reactor with lighter skin on the left side of the video thumbnails would appeal to fans more as that's where the viewers tended to see first. Which is so fucked up. How is that? Even a thought that could cross someone's mind. Yeah, it's just showing their own subconscious bias by being like, we don't want a, a darker-skinned person <laughs> on the left side of the screen because we don't think viewers would want to see that. Like, who are you speaking for? Yeah. yeah, that's why nothing matters. Like when it comes to like big YouTube channels, all they care about are views. Yeah. As Leah grew up on the channel with her first appearance being on Kids React and her last being on Teens React, and without too much speculation, it's clear that the consistent limelight and intense work environment of the Fine Brothers might have had a negative effect on Leah down the line. But she wasn't just an extension of their company, as in 2014 she was deemed one of the biggest upcoming stars on YouTube, according to Adweek. From 2016 to 2019, she was releasing music under Capitol Records. But fans began to worry. Starting in May 2018, Johnson was no longer active on her personal YouTube and was no longer releasing music on her channel. However, beginning in December 2019, she did a series of Instagram live streams in which she was exhibiting some strange behaviors. Favorite drug, mushrooms. Mushrooms with a glass of red wine. Favorite drug. If I could just get like a stem and a cap and then a glass of red wine. Call it a night for me. Gotta go. Oh my god! Just for context on that last clip, because it is just her screaming, <laughs> she's sticking her head outside of a car window while her, I think, manager. Just an older male figure in the car is driving on the highway. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. And I wasn't watching these Instagram lives like as they were happening per se, but I did see them like after. I would see it on TikTok and Twitter. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like the thing with her audience is that we're not this, like she's a little bit older than us, but she kind of grew up with, her audience because it was mostly younger girls. While she grew up with us, a lot of the times most people kind of stopped watching her and then these lives resurfaced and kind of got popular on Twitter and other like platforms that weren't just people like on her lives watching them. And these were only, these, I only showed two clips, but there, there there's, a, there's lot. a lot. I come through a lot of just nonsensical rants and like yeah, a lot of it was just like her like sitting there in a studio yeah with the guy and like i don't know yeah and so a lot of people were on these lives and on twitter and just other platforms expressing concern for leah but nothing was addressed until this year in january where johnson uploaded a video on youtube titled this is my story where she explains her journey through addiction and the path to sobriety 
When I was 17, I moved to Los Angeles alone to pursue my career. I worked hard and focused on my passions, but I was living in a whole other world when the sun went down. I was drinking, using drugs, and partying almost every night. My lifestyle became more dangerous as the years passed. I was truly on a collision course. Life isn't always easy, I just never knew it could be so hard. I could count on my fingers the amount of people I could trust, but I was young and naive. At 20, she was in a terrible car accident, and though she survived it, it took a toll on her physical and mental health. She was dropped by Capitol Records the following year, went back into rehab, relapsed, and was in and out of jail a few times. In the period where she was live streaming on Instagram, she admitted that she purposely was trying to document her producer taking advantage of her. Which seems so much, it yeah. makes so much sense now. When I mentioned the car clip where she's driving with an older man, I do believe that is her producer, and he's hopefully sober driving around a, a young girl who is very clearly, clearly on. vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. yeah on something and vulnerable. There's a lot more lives where she is just with an older man. Um, just like in a studio. In a studio, in a house, at a bar. So random. Waving at the bottle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're waiting there. No one could save me though. Where are you <laughs> no. at? Live. <laughs> where are you at? Are you on Instagram? Totally. <laughs> Yeah, whether it was subconscious or not, clearly yeah. it was like her her cry for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was smart in doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think the clip ends with him taking her phone and shutting down the Instagram Stop. live. So Johnson is now sober, ten months over, and has been living in England with her new boyfriend and she's still making music and she also enjoys doing most of her hobbies now as well, like painting and poetry and whatnot. So she seems to be doing well for the most part. I hope she can keep living out her English fantasy. Yeah, like I hope, I hope if she enjoys living in England, keep doing it. <laughs> that's that's the fantasy, right? Living in the English countryside, painting and making music and poetry. That's like yeah. can't what ask for a better life. About. Yeah. If I could do that, I would not be here. <laughs> Well, that brings us to our next YouTube titan, Anthony Quintal, formerly known as Lohanthony. He was a YouTube sensation, although he started his YouTube channel at the age of 10. It was a viral video in 2012 that really put him on the map. Calling all the basic bitches. Calling all the basic bitches. There's a new announcement. You're basic. Very 2012 sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, like... Very. <laughs> looking back, I... I, I ate it up though. No, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. when I was that age and I was in 2012, I was like, "This is peak, of peak comedy." comedy. <laughs> like, like how did sitcoms ever exist? Lou Anthony was a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community and was an advocate for queer rights. A majority of his draw came from his clapback sense of humor, but his channel featured videos of singing, dancing, discussing pop culture, and even some political views. By 2014, Quintal was nominated for two Teen Choice Awards, and by the following year, he was signed to the William Morris Endeavor, or WME, an agency that has since signed a wide range of celebrities from Pete Davidson, Ross Matthews, and Noah Centineo, to Meghan freaking Markle? Okay. Wow. Like princess or whatever. <laughs> By this point, he had garnered over 1.5 million subscribers. Lohanthony very much had a very thriving career and made a name for himself out of the YouTube community as well. 
He was featured in magazines like Tiger Beat and was featured in a Delta Airlines commercial and released an original album. Um, he was featured in a multitude of collabs, like one including RuPaul. Is it weird to watch your old videos It now? is, because I don't notice the change. Ah. Uh, are you embarrassed by the old videos? I am not embarrassed. Good. I will flaunt anything. Good. I will never be embarrassed for anything that I've done. But didn't last for long, as in 2020, fans noticed that Lohanthony had deleted most of his videos on his YouTube channel and then uploaded a video titled Jesus Delivers, Surviving Sexuality. In this 40-minute video, he renounces his sexuality and states that he has now chosen to live a life of Christian celibacy. The topic is my sexuality and my call to Christian celibacy. It's no coincidence that through pursuing my same-sex attraction, I was also addicted to alcohol. I was also addicted to weed. I was also trying hallucinogenics. That earthly pleasures brought to me. Did God make me gay? Did God allow the situation to be? Did God force this struggle upon me? God gave me the answers that he is love no matter what and that anything that we encounter other than that love is not of god that's so hard to listen to yeah this yeah. really bothers me yeah i just like he's he's saying words obviously but it's just it's not him like that's not it's like it was a completely different person exactly yeah, that's this... amazing like what let's just say he did go to like conversion therapy what that does nothing for someone that that's gay or, or bi that just like tortures them so i don't know what they said to him i don't know what they did to him but this is like ava said it wasn't good it's not it's not the same person like i would not be able to tell that that's lohanthony yeah the way he talks about his same-sex attraction in the video makes it seem like he's he still experiences it obviously and he's open about still experiencing same-sex attraction but that it's just so but now wrong. he's he's just going to like yeah commit to this life of celibacy yeah yeah he, he still experiences the attraction but he's just down this path where he deems this as sinful along with the abuse of alcohol and abuse of drugs and he's just which I don't, I don't know how he could even connect how one had to do with yeah. the other. I think he just assumes it's his life because of sin. Because it's so random. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a really sad thing to see him go through. And mm -hmm. in the 41-minute video, he goes into further detail about his newfound relationship with God. He also mentions, trigger warning, that he was molested by a man at a young age, and this is what led him to be attracted to the same sex. Which is such a, a sad. That's just I can't even imagine having to like rationalize a thought like that. In yeah. My, like not to mention believing it. But upon the uploaded video, fans were shocked. Many were concerned, and some even thought that it may have been satire. There are speculations about him attending conversion therapy, although there has been no mention of that on his end of the subject. Lohanthony has denied ever participating in any sort of conversion therapy, uploading a video titled Conversion Therapy and God's Truth. He said in the video that people in the gay community had assumed that he hates himself and loved conversion therapy. And uh, responding to a fan who asked him if he had been to a conversion camp, he did say no. He said that he had been changed, but he does not support conversion camp or conversion therapy. He supports abandoning consuming lusts, both homosexual and heterosexual alike. Many are concerned that Quintel's videos may be harmful to the LGBTQ plus community and the younger audience that he has gained through the internet. The YouTube video has since been taken down and the channel as a whole is now deleted.
Anthony Quintal has seemingly deleted his profiles off of every social media platform and viewers remain concerned, shocked, and confused. This was like a big part of 2014 queer culture was like this type of clapback humor that he was like so versed in and then he just completely... And not to say he was like a pioneer, but I feel like he kind of was. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was one of the originals. Yeah, he was definitely the face of it. And it's, yeah. it's sad seeing that he's not living his true life. Yeah, like, you gotta wonder, like, when did this occur? Like, when did he go from, you know, having all this energy, like we listened to in the videos, to just nothing? Like, there's, either, there's you can't even tell that that's the same person. So I wonder, like, was it just one day that this happened was it like a month you know how did this ha how did he just let someone do this to him like a lot of questions a lot of questions yeah a lot of questions we can't answer because there was that break from youtube and we, we have no idea and now it's all gone and now it's all gone okay everyone thanks for listening to the titans of the 2010s stay tuned and let us know which titans to cover next time This episode of PaltzCast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz DMJ333 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.